I am thrilled to announce that Enactor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc. All one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today we have the beautiful, the badass Trieste Kelly Dunn. Trieste is one of my favorite actresses in the world. She's the master of relaxation and it is so fun to watch her work. You know her from United 93, Banshee, Blindspot, and so many other amazing projects. Her and I are going to do a play together one day. Trieste, I love you so much. Here it is. Trieste Kelly Dunn, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. It means so much. You're literally one of my all-time favorite actresses. There's a reoccurring theme on this podcast, the separation between good acting and great acting. And great acting is when no other actor could play that role. And moreover, when what an actor or actress brings to a role isn't on the page. And I've watched your career for so long. You know, I first discovered you in cold weather and then... Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm like an indie pretension. And then I reference actors and actresses to you all the time because watching you act, like, you're so completely relaxed and methodically in character and it's just so natural and poetic to watch that <laughs> you're you're too kind thank no, you no I, I mean every word of that it's it's so hard you know like the, the key to acting is not to act and it's to be but that's so hard for a lot of actors to understand that and that's I'm so curious that you know I talk about to you about North Carolina School of the Arts and how you got there but before we do any of that let's start at the beginning where did you grow up Okay, I grew up in Utah, and then I moved to North Carolina in high school. Okay, so you did, like, first part of your life there, and then, like, the last chapter pre-college there? Yes, so, like, college, um, I also went to college at North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston-Salem, but I went to high school in Wilmington, which is when I got into acting, because in Utah, my career aspirations, I wanted to be a park ranger, I was no super outwardly, super shy, like didn't want to, I, I definitely wasn't interested in like being on a stage ever until I moved to North Carolina <laughs> for some reason. Talk to I, me. Was so, like, how, how, were your parents artists? Like how did this, like how did the park ranger thing happen at first? They met at, an, my, my mom and dad actually met in, a, in Zion National Park. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. So they, my dad, I like, we grew up camping a lot and, 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 you know, doing outdoorsy stuff, skiing, stuff like that. So I was just really into that. And then, um, you know, 15, 15 moved to North Carolina, that kind of went away. And I think I needed another outlet. So I got into theater. When you were in North Carolina, was that during the uh, the One Tree Hill time? Like when North Carolina was Atlanta for a I'm minute? I'm going to out myself at how old I am. It was Dawson's Creek. <laughs> it was Dawson's Creek. Nice. Amazing. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. So I was Beautiful. like doing... Yeah, I was. So I was. The, been like that would have been way before. I mean, how? Yeah, you wouldn't. I'm been, turning 31, so you, you know, were probably like five, I guess, or six when Dawson's Creek was on. No, I was a little bit older than that because I remember Joshua Jackson being in the skulls, and that that I was like excited that he got that role and the beak, you know, classic Katie Holmes as well, you know. I I, I watched the show, so I remember it. So I had to have been older. They probably had a reason that probably had a had an impact on like why because it was just there was there were movies and TV shows being shot here and we would see them around town so yeah. I think that was actually my first now that I'm thinking about it that was my first job I had like two lines on Dawson's Creek but no they way cut, they cut when I got there they were like we don't need these lines anymore oh so it was like a co-star background yes it was like a little co-star so they just put me in the background. And I had to do this really basic thing and it was really uncomfortable and unpleasant, but, but I still got paid. <laughs> nice. First. And did you get in the union? I got the, no, because it was what, what was it called when you. Capped Hartley or whatever. Yeah. I think yeah. I had the option, but I don't think I went with it. I don't know. No, I wasn't in the union until after college. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. I didn't join until I was a must join. The first job I think that I was a must join was actually. It was United 93, I think. Great film. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was because they were, it was like we were had to go overseas and they were like freaking out because I hadn't joined the union. Well, well, talk to me. Was that, was that a tough transition for you moving from Utah to North Carolina and having to kind of restart there? Yes, it was. It was. But North, Wilmington is such a cool place. Um, Yeah, it's the best. You know, great for outdoorsy stuff, but culturally it's a little bit. And a beach. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I'm I'm actually in Wilmington right now. Oh, you are. Yeah, we kind of relocated here. Love it. Like about a month ago. Um, and we're also yeah. I, it's been it's been awesome. I think you know it's just with remote work and not a whole lot of like stuff happening in New York. Yeah. It makes sense to stay there. It's just not you know small no. apartments and not a whole lot to do. So yeah, I'm here in Brooklyn now. It's depressing. So you're not missing much. <laughs> right, like we were there for a while. Like we most of this year we haven't really been there. So we just figured let's go somewhere nice and where the weather's good and like wait out the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you need to help turn that state blue. So hopefully, you know, yes, let's, I've been let's, doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's part of the re- reason as I've been basically a full-time volunteer. That's my acting job now. <laughs> Amazing. How's that going? It's really fun actually. Yeah. It feels like on a movie because you just meet all these people and. And it must be drama filled, you know, because like the polling place can be a a pretty fraught environment. (laughs) Yes. We're handing these out a lot. Blue ballots. Wow. Amazing. I love it. Um, It hasn't been drama filled. Thank God. It it hasn't. Thank God. All right. Cool. We anticipated it to be drama filled, but it hasn't been. It's been pretty 
little things coming up, but not like the stuff I think that we expected. So hopefully it stays that way. I'm going to knock on wood. Yeah. Same here for you. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for doing that. And, you know, I was actually about to wear my Biden Harris shirt, but I went with Goldberg's instead, you know, keep it, keep it New York. But, uh, so talk to me. So then you, did you do all of the high school in Wilmington? Yes. I went to New Hanover high <laughs> I just forget the name of my husband. New Hanover. <laughs> I went to Tucker. It's all good. Um, yes, I did. I went to high school here. That's how I heard about School of the Arts, which is it, I became completely obsessed with getting into that school. I didn't get oh, in. Wow. For, I auditioned for that school total three times, did not get in the first two times. No way. Yeah. The fir- well, the first time I had technically missed the deadline and it was for the high school program. Um, oh, for the which, summer one that gives you credits well, to go for high school for your senior year in high school, you can go to, um, they have like a drama program at school of the arts for high schoolers, but it's just seniors. Were you there with like Danny McBride and, and those guys or I was there after them, after them, like I barely missed them. I think they graduated in 2000. So probably I think I got there in 2000 or 2001. A little. So then that was before Dane DeHaan then too. I was there with Dane. Oh, you were. Yeah. He was actually, well, I was, I want to say I was a junior or a senior and he was in the high school program. Oh, wow. Amazing. They're from North Carolina. He and Anna Wood. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I see them. It's like, I, they're in Brooklyn. So when I was in Brooklyn, I would see them on occasion, but he's, yeah, he was, yeah, they were like little kids. <laughs> I yeah. They, I mean, it's like, the, it's the Juilliard of the South, if you will, you know, it's an incredible school. I mean, how, how was your experience there? It was great. I loved it. Yeah. Is, loved- is that a BFA program? Yes. But I think they have an MFA program now. I'll have to audition there. What's I've that? done the, I've done the like Juilliard Yale and gotten called back, but now I'm just kind of burnt out on, on that, but I don't even know if I want to go to grad school in post COVID world. I don't know how they're all going now. Like, what are they doing? Well, so I had, I just actually had someone that is a student at Juilliard on the show and they're all virtual. And they're like, I wouldn't want to pay $55,000 to, to be doing they're a doing model. Like virtual acting school. Yeah. And they're, they're charging the exact same tuition. Even NYU undergrad is doing the same thing where I went and I mean, there's got to be, I mean, I, I I think it's criminal personally. I mean, that, well, I wonder if with a school like that, you still want to go just because you're, you can say you went to Juilliard and you know that, you know, probably by this time, like they're still going to do gonna the showcase. Go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess that's the real lure of that. But yeah, for an undergrad NYU, please kids listening, don't go for $55,000 <laughs> a year. Yeah. I got tons of student debt, but like, talk to me about, you know, deciding to go to school and you said you had to audition a couple of times because like, you know, obviously you're, you're incredibly talented and you're very beautiful. I imagine you probably could have started working right away, you know, because you had that credit and you probably could have gotten a North Carolina agent and maybe done the One Tree Hill or John I Adams. A North, I think I had a North Carolina agent. I'm pretty, cause I definitely auditioned. Like I would drive, I mean, when I was in high school, I would drive to Nashville or I, I don't remember all the places, but I, or Charlotte, like I would drive and audition for wow. commercials and things. So I think I did have an agent, but they just didn't cast much out of Wilmington or yeah. Southeast back then. Now it's different, but yeah, it's crazy how that's changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, some people were like, don't go to acting school. I just was always really obsessed with NCSA. I really wanted to go there. I just had this idea. I was fixated on it. And I got waitlisted in when I, the year I graduated high school, I got waitlisted. And so I sort of gave up on it at that point. And I went to New York for eight months. And how, um, how was that experience? It was cool. It was great. I'm yeah. glad 
I did it. I'm really glad I did it. And then somebody convinced me to re-audition and I re-auditioned and then I got in. And so, and we also had like residency here. So yeah, I don't have the, the, the student debt stuff that like the NYU people. Have, like, <laughs> yeah. So the for-profit institution. Well, that, that, that's also amazing that you had those eight months because I think, you know, it should almost be imperative, like by law for students to take a gap year before they're allowed to encumber that kind of debt to have some kind of real world experience outside of an education environment to know, yeah. you know, what it's like. So how were those eight months for you? Was that, was that a trying time? Was it they were fun? great. I think it was like 1999. So New York was a little different back then. Oh, like, so it was like right before, you know, it, it got kind of Julianified. Yeah, it felt like I remember when we went down to we had a teacher that was a director and he directed something at because I was going to this weird I'm almost it's embarrassing to admit, but I went to this weird drama program while I was there called AMDA. Yeah, American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Paul Rudd went there. That's not weird. <laughs> did he go there? Yeah. Oh, to me, it just felt so like ugh, that, which is why I only went there for, I think I want to say it was eight months, but um, it's a bit of a racket. The school. Yes. I yeah. Feel like just yeah. to make money and yeah they do have some good teachers this guy was directing something on the lower east side and when he invited us you had to go in a group we wow. like it was still the lower east side was, was just really the lower east side boys and like a party on the street it was you you went down there and there were there were bars on windows and like you went in a group like you didn't go down there alone no, even when I moved to New York in 2008, it was still a little like, Ugh, you know what oh I mean? God. It's so crazy now that it's just like artisanal mayonnaise. You know what I mean? Like, so bizarre. But no, I don't know when all that happened, but it was definitely different. And I was on the Upper West Side living in this tiny, looked like a prison cell. It was a dorm, but it was probably like 100 square feet or something. And it wow. had a sink in it and like cinder block walls. And they, oh my was, god! Know, I had a job. Like it was, it was a good experience. It was a good experience. I think it got. I think it was good for me to have that before I went to NCSA. Yeah, and I'm sure it only made you when you get in that much more hungry because you knew what it was like on the other side. Yeah. You know, m- most kids don't get that till they get out of school. You right. had that experience before. So yeah. talk to me when when you get in. Then are you just totally all about the work and and submitting yourself to this you know the practice or whatever i don't know what the technique is there or is it multiple it's a lot of things um at the time it was gerald friedman was our dean who was this sort of like golden director i mean he, he, he really came out of like he worked with stella adler um he was an assistant director for West Side Story. Yeah, he, he, he's just been around forever. He kind of shaped the way Shakespeare is done in this in this country. Amazing. Um, before he before he started directing Shakespeare, it was like we, we tried to do it like the Brits did it. Yeah. Um, and he he used to like every you know, we didn't have we weren't like a Meisner school or a, this kind of school. It was just we had different teachers and they gave us different tools and, and yes, it was terrifying. I was definitely, I think I was terrified at first. Yeah. Like I had this, cause I, you know, I had this idea of what the school was in my mind and I'd been totally. turned away. I'd been rejected so many times from the school. So I thought, Oh my God, everybody's going to be so talented and it's going to be super intimidating. And I was terrified like the first month and then something happened and I just got really, um, they could, they kind of break you down and yeah, break that, you to make you. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually just kind of went away. And I was like, you better just take risks. 
um, which is kind of the, the, the rules that I tried to live by while I was there was just to not be safe. And then, and then uh, since then out of school, I feel like that's pretty tough to do in the yeah. world when you're working on network TV shows and stuff. Like totally. you just do what they tell you. Yeah. Like, you're not trying to like challenge everybody on like an NBC show or a CBS. Yeah. Show. Like, and, okay, you want me to smile more? Fine. Like I'll smile more. Yeah. That, that becomes the network entertainment is very different than something like Banshee or, you know what I mean? Where you can really, yeah, yeah. I totally get what you mean by that. Well then what for, for Trish, what, what was the dream, you know, like at that time when you finally got in and you were graduating, did they, do they have a showcase there? They do. They we, we went to NYU to showcase. We went oh, to, no way. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause NYU doesn't even have a showcase for its undergrads. You're kidding. No, they take a thousand undergrad acting students and there's no showcase. That's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. That's a, are you sure? Well, you yeah, must be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, but they, they I guess agents, grad agents program to agents probably come to the plays and things, right? I, you know, I, I know they do for the grad one. I, I don't know of all my friend. You know, the only friend of mine that's like, you know, doing great right now. Well, I have a lot of that are working, but like, you know, name would be Rachel Brosnahan, who's oh, with yeah. Ken. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but she was auditioning there because she had like some Chicago credits. So oh, she was cool. already kind of on her way then. Gotcha. But I don't know anyone that like got signed from a play. You know, most people finish most people finish NYU and then try to apply for grad school, but then there's a weird rule at NYU where, you know, it's kind of not said, but NYU grad doesn't like taking NYU undergrad because they want to pull from people that study different things and yeah. Well, that's that's I can't believe that NYU with the, the kind of tuition they have doesn't have a showcase. Oh, trust me. I've had, it's part of the reason I have a podcast for actors to understand. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's upsetting. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is really upsetting. And it took me a long time to get rep, you know, it's, but you know, if anything, you know, made me probably a lot more humble and less of a dick, you know, it yeah, became easy. Sure. But how about you? So when you did New York and already having that experience, did you feel a calling back to that city or was LA interesting to you as well? We didn't, when I graduated school at NCSA, we didn't even think of LA as an option. We didn't show really? there. They do, they show, they showcase there now and people move there now. But when I was there, it was not an option. Like they didn't, the, all of our connections were with New York. Gerald's connections were with New York. Theater was in New York. So we showcased in New York. We got agents or we didn't. Some people yeah. didn't. Some people did. Um, and then we just moved to New York. Every single person from the school moved to New York. Did but you get like an apartment to get together? What's that? Did a few yes. of you get? Oh, that's amazing. So I lived with, do you know Anna Camp? Yeah. From Pitch Perfect. I lived Yeah, she's great. And another guy in my class whose name was Tom Sawyer. No way. So we all lived together <laughs> in Heights. I had a living room. I stayed in the living room basically and put a curtain up and like Anna had a bedroom and Tom had a bedroom. And I was it's like, we were, we were basically making a two bedroom into a three bedroom. That's in amazing. Washington. I think our rent divided three ways ended up being like three fifty a person. Per oh month. God. The dream time of New York. <laughs> but I was, it was talking to Yeah. James Batchel was telling me, you know, he used to just like go from apartment to apartment in Lower East Side for like 200 bucks. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> That that New York, you know, I, I I came in right as like the East Village and Lower East Side were fully getting gentrified. But then talk to me when when you were in New York at that time, you know, 
the landscape was probably a lot different. It was, it was all network shows and, and, and plays and, you know, definitely a ton of network, like pilot season was, was network TV and the CW. Um, Yeah. I mean, cable was not as big of a thing back then. Although I think I did, I think one of my first jobs was a, uh, it was a pilot for Showtime. Jonathan Ames, oh, Jonathan nice. Ames who wrote um, Bored to Death and God, why am I like, I'm trying to remember the movie that he just wrote. I'm forgetting it. But anyway, it was, it was his first TV show and he was playing himself. And that was my first pilot that I ever did. And it was for Showtime and this was pre weeds. So Showtime wow. was before like, what, what's Showtime? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't really a lot on Showtime. At that time, it was just like HBO was the only one that kind of took that, you know, content. Yeah. It was yeah. like Oz and the Sopranos. Compete, but, um, and yeah, like at that point, I don't think there was anything good on Showtime. And that's, yeah. When you got to New York, were you interested in doing film and TV or was it film, TV, theater, or was it just theater? Yeah. Where was your head at? I had an agent and a manager. I was actually with a really fancy agent. I was with Endeavor before they became William Morris Endeavor. Wow. And so it was all TV and film, like every audition I went in for. And I had a ton of auditions. I was so busy and it was all TV and film. And my friends were doing like regional theater and going out for, you know, a Shaw play in Baltimore. And I wasn't doing any of that. So I think I actually kind of missed out because I was auditioning for stuff in the film and TV world that I just wasn't really appropriate for. Like these were, you know, I don't know. It just, it felt like it was out of reach. It felt like over it, super competitive roles that they yeah. hire more established people in. Um, so that was the grind for me for a long time was just like going in for things and not getting things. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I, mean, I did that... an audition for guest spots really until it was just, it was like they were lead roles in movies and TV shows. Oh, so you were going up against like the A-list names. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, as, it, as some of the bigger agents tend to do, you know, you, you go in for Spider-Man, you go in for, they you know, try what I, to see, yes, exactly. Like they yeah. try to see if they can like turn you into a star overnight, I think. And then when they yeah. realize that like, that's hard and doesn't happen to very many people, they drop you. So I eventually got dropped. <laughs> Um, and then the crazy thing was I went with an, I got a different agent and a month later I booked my first like network pilot, which was Canterbury's law, which ended Amazing. up canceled pretty early on, but it was still a great experience. And I didn't have to cater anymore after that. Oh, well, so. I know that. Well, Oh God, that's why I started a podcast. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a brutal talk to me about, you know, what was interesting to you, you know, like where did you kind of positioning wise want to see yourself? Was it just, did you want to get a show and get that kind of like reoccurring and then hopefully move up to series regular or were you just trying to get as many things as you could? I think that when I graduated, I just, I think I felt like my agents were my parents or something and I was yeah. just supposed to kind of do what they told me because I did get offered an understudy role on a Broadway show. Um, I had, I had, I I had auditioned for the lead, they cast it and then they offered me the understudy for the lead. And I thought that was like the biggest deal in the world. And I I was like, why can't I do this? And my agents, my reps were like, no, absolutely not. You're not going to do understudy job. Um, yeah. And that was kind of backfired in a way, you know, having to, 
Yeah, a little bit. I feel like I've, because for example, Anna, who I lived with at the time, she was with an agent called Talent Works and they were really all about like building your career and giving you experience. So she, she definitely auditioned for TV shows, but she was also, she also did a lot of regional theater and, and like off, off Broadway theater. And then it was doing a play at, um, she did a play at the Humana Festival, um, Teresa Rebeck's The Scene. And the Humana Festival is happens right during pilot season. Like this is an example of just like, you don't need like the fanciest agents in the world, but a lot of agents would say like, absolutely not. Like you're not going to the Humana Festival for no money during pilot season, especially if you look like Anna, you know, we're going to like just send you to the CW every day. Um, but they wanted her to do it. She wanted to do it. It was like a great, amazing role for her. That play ended up at second stage a year later they recast two of the leads, but they kept Anna in her role. And that was where Alan Ball saw, I think Alan Ball saw Anna in that play. And then immediately from that play, like cast her in true blood. Wow. So it's just kind of, yeah, it's like do all those things. And I felt like, I felt like in some ways I was trying to get the, like these massive roles without having built that foundation underneath. Of doing the co-star guest star reoccurring. And then, you know, having, yeah. Sometimes when you're with like a middle size or even a smaller agency, like you're, you go out for all that, all that great. And you get to do great theater and, and, you know, you get to do, I mean, she was doing, I think she did Importance of Being Earnest. She did some off-Broadway. So she did a lot of theater before she started working in television. And she still does do theater all the time. So that's been that's been something my biggest frustration is like not being able to work in theater. I really feel like it's just something that I don't have the connections to. I don't have that network of people who bring me back in for things. Like I do in TV and film. I feel like the TV casting directors at this point, yeah, they'll see they all stuff. Like it's not a huge problem, like getting in for things. Sig, Dave McGowan, Steve Vincent, two of my closest friends, you know, they, they love you and they talk about you all the time and they've taught me and been so good to me. And, and, you know, like I hear you're one of the best auditioners in the game. Well, I'm so glad to hear (laughs) you say that because I never know. And I, if you based it off of how much I work and audition, I I always feel like I must not be very good at it because I feel like I audition. You're one of the best. I much, and I don't, and I get, you know, I get not going further all the time, not going further, not going further. They have options, but I think it's that still that game of like, they make offers to people yeah. and half the crap we audition for is already offered or in, is intending to be offered to somebody else. So, so then did you start doing like indie auditions once you kind of found a more middle ground agent, like cold weather and things like that with, because I no, imagine all people from my school, no way. Yeah. Aaron Katz went to film school and I did a lot of student films at North Carolina School of the Arts. So I made those connections. My world, my experience in indie film completely started with North Carolina School of the Arts. That's so beautiful. Cause like I hear the same thing from Danny McBride and it just seems like there's such yeah. like a, 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 a community vibe there, even after you graduate, which, you know, yeah. most schools, you know, NYU is like, yeah, it's a fucking war dude. So you see on the battlefield, you know what I mean? We're there. It's like a real community. That's so beautiful. Yeah. The film school. And I think they work with the drama school even more now. Um, but when I was there, it was a little bit separated. Um, they didn't encourage us to do, they didn't make it super easy for us to do student films because the student films all happened on the weekends and we had rehearsals on the weekends. Um, so we had to get permission, but I ended up doing, I lived with film students. I ended up doing like 10 student films and all of those people I worked with at school, all of them 
as when they started making stuff would call me because it was just, Oh, we're making this movie. We can't pay you. And I was like, of course I want to do this. Yeah. And now some of them are really successful. Like Brett Haley. Um, I don't know if you know him. He, he wrote and directed the hero. Um, I'll see you in my dreams. Uh, he's like making movies for Netflix now. And Aaron obviously is, is, making a lot of stuff. I mean, there's, it's been fun to kind of like grow up with people in that way. But now I'm, I feel like I'm not famous enough for them to hire me. So when they get like really big, they call Are you they, kidding? They, they famous people to finance their films. Do you know how many people reached out to me after the Anthony star episode and said, can you please get Trias Kelly done? I've been like, I've been trying to get her for like six months. Do you really? know how many people message me asking for you personally? Really? They were like, it would be a dream come true. If you have her on the show, that is so I, I wouldn't leave. I think, like, I think you're uh, severely undervaluing yourself. And I love that because I'm humble too. We need and to hang out more. Yeah, we, we do. Really I'm going to, I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to call you every day and tell you. No, but honestly, when I get back to New York, we, we, cause you seem like you're a total acting nerd too. And Oh, the biggest. We need to do, I, I do these, I organize these classes with a retired NCSA teacher who was one of our favorite teachers. I organize Please. them once or twice a year. And they're super fun. And we just work on whatever plays we want to work on. Please, and, I'm there. We'll hang a out. A lot of the directors take them as well. Like Brett yeah. Haley takes the class. I mean, we've had a lot of people that they take it because it's just they want to learn how to talk to actors. I'm going to, I don't think Sig will mind me saying this, but he talks about you in class all the time. So I think you should come into one of his classes, well, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sig, <laughs> come on, man. Let's bring Trieste in. Yeah, he's so nice. Oh, him and Steve are the best. They've been yeah. so kind to me, you know. But so talk to me then. When when you started doing those things and, and cold weather and even though you weren't making money, I imagine that that kind of gave you material and awareness, you know, mm-hmm. right? Even, you know, doing the festival circuit, even if it's not Sundance, you get the connections mm-hmm. and you get to shake hands. Did that start opening other doors for you and meeting Definitely. other filmmakers? It, it mostly, well, it gave me experience, which was great, but it also like opened the door to do a lot of other really super low budget indies that didn't pay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's I've all I've done in my career so far. <laughs> any money and you're trying to make like a free movie, like call Trieste, like she'll do anything for free. Um, but those, but the films are, they were so low budget that they weren't about to hire a casting director. And then of course, when you go around to all these festivals and especially the smaller festivals, you meet directors at the smaller festivals. So people who have films at, you know, bigger festivals, but it's like, they're at the the tail end of their festival run and you hang out, you get drunk with them. And that became the best way to really just work. I mean, I was, it's, I, I was in my twenties and I didn't have any reason not to go to festivals when they invited me. Yeah. So I just went to everything, even the small ones. And you know, it's, you're there for a few days, you see filmmakers, films, you hang out, you go to the little events and you like drink the free alcohol with them. Like it just ends up being a great way. And then it's six months later when they're making something, they call they you. They call you. Yeah, totally. That makes complete sense. And and talk to me then, you know, because like I know you did like, you know, the rite of passages like Law and Order and other procedurals after, you know, Canterbury's Law. What was the thing that kind of like cha- changed it? Was it United 93? That was the was that the thing that kind of like opened the world up to to bigger and bigger film and TV projects for you or honestly, no, I feel like it's been like this. It's just been like some years are great and I've worked consistently. I mean, United 93 was an awesome experience, but it definitely didn't set any, it was a good, it was a good experience. I don't think it helped necessarily with me getting other roles because really 
the way the film is, I, it's, well, it's just a, a cast of at least 50 people, yeah, you know? We, yeah. A lot of improvising and, and things. And so you don't, you're, it, nobody's really highlighted in the film um, because it was about like the plane and what happened and this horrible tragedy. So I don't think that was a, like what started it. I don't, Canterbury's Law was awesome and paid really well. But then as soon as we were finished, I went to L.A. thinking like, oh, cool. Uh, I'm I'm bona fide. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm going to. Yeah. And then I did actually after Canterbury's Law, I did book a pilot that was a really cool pilot and didn't it didn't go. Um, But it had Rosamund Pike in it. Oh, man. And it had um, Dennis O'Hare, Marsha Gay Harden. Oh, I love Dennis. He's the best. Cole Hauser was in it. Like Cole Hauser, man. I love Cole Hauser. Oh, one of the most undervalued actors working right now. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I'm so happy Yellowstone's doing well for him. I know. That show's yeah. pretty cool. I would love yeah. to do a show like that. I just I've gone in yeah, I've been I've been trying to get on Taylor Sheridan's radar for so long, but that's another yeah. story. Yeah. I could see you in a show like that riding a horse or Yeah, I had Hassie Harrison <laughs> who's doing that on now. But that, I guess with the you know how it is with the local hire stuff, they want to do the Montana thing and they're not gonna you know. Yeah. yeah, especially for me or someone who's got indie credits, you know what it's like there. It's all politics and, and yeah, totally. so, but so then talk to me, what was the thing? Cause obviously I know you booked Banshee and that really, you know, was amazing, but there were some things before that. What, what were the things that were essentially like stress? I don't have to work my catering job anymore. I'm done. Was there, was there a moment of that? Or do you remember that I, moment? I think, I mean, I've had horrible years and I've had good years, but I think it was probably like, it, would, it was probably Canterbury's Law just because it was a network show. And, you know, then I did another pilot and then I, then it was easier to get maybe smaller things like guest spots and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, after, but it was still, it was still a grind. I, like I went to LA after Canterbury's and basically for a year didn't work. So being the working class actor, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. I I didn't work for a year, but because of Canterbury's and because of maybe something else, I did maybe another pilot. Um, I had enough money to like sit out that year and not get, have like a kind of a restaurant job. Yeah. And then I moved back to New York and I think it was like a month or two after I moved back to New York, I got Banshee. Wow. Yeah. And that and what and what are the odds? After you know, a year, after pretty much a year of not working, and, so and a miracle job. And and, and you know, because I had Anthony on and I had Hunan, you know, but like that was such an interesting time because that was when Cinemax was really trying to reinvent their brand as a, as a destination for content. Right. So when that was pitched to you, you know, what did you have an idea of what you were getting involved in, or or not at all? No, I didn't. And yeah. I was kind of surprised when I started reading more episodes. I was like, oh, shit. Like, whoa, this is really... Not awesome. bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to go back to North Carolina. There was some conflict on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fun. I actually had a great... I mean, it was like summer camp. I mean, every, the cast was just... We're, we're still, I mean, I call them all the time. We still hang out all the time. I lived with Lily Simmons when we oh, were shooting. Wow. Um, for two, was it cool going back to North Carolina and being on this big show? It was so fun to be in Charlotte, too. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, we had a great time. I mean, we just, it was summer camp. Like, we didn't know anybody else in town. So we hung out with each other every day. And, and talk to me about Siobhan. Siobhan, am I saying that right? I always fuck up that Siobhan, name. Siobhan. They say it was Siobhan. Siobhan. In succession, it's Siobhan. And then in that one, yeah. it was, yeah. So talk to me about that character because you're so amazing as that. And, and 
you kind of start, you know, it starts as like a, you think there's going to be a chemistry, but she rejects him. And then it kind of builds into this love thing that's kind of like a love triangle and then becomes like an actual love. Like what? And but it's also an action show at the same time. Like, yeah. what was it like filming that? You know, because it's kind of in the most b- best sense of the term, it's kind of all over the place. Yes, it was really fun. We had it was great. We had personal trainers. Wow. We all got really fit. And then we had stunt training. So it was like exercise. <laughs> I mean, CrossFit. Anthony every day and had to do fight scenes once a week. So he was always like injured and tired. But the rest of us maybe worked, you know, on a normal episode, like two or three days a week, maybe. And then on a really busy episode, maybe we would work every day. But um, we, we never saw him unless we were on set. So he wow. was, he was like the only one that wasn't really like, he was just busy and tired and injured all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, the first day of shooting the pilot, he, they, he busted his lip and doing a stunt. Somebody like whacked his, whacked their head into his face. He had, I think six stitches in his lip the no first way. day of shooting and they didn't stop shooting. Yeah. He, he told me nobody ever asked him if he could throw a punch. You know what I mean? They just gave him the job. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was like, he worked so hard and they just, I mean, I don't know how his body held together. Cause after doing one of those, the fight, they really like wanted the actors to do the stunts. It wasn't like most, most shows don't want that because they don't. Yeah. Because of insurance reasons. And and cause you know, if you have an injured actor, then suddenly like, what do you. Production ends. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. So was that a fun time in your life? Like, you know. Serendipitously coming back to North Carolina, you're a series regular on this awesome Cinemax show, you know, like I know domestically it didn't do what the network hoped, but internationally it was a smash hit, you know, and, and that, I mean, did that really kind of open doors for you? Was that, was that Um, the project then? I mean, yeah, like when, because yeah, no, I think it got me more cop stuff. And and I feel like when I was shooting Banshee, I did another cop type role on this show, Believe, that didn't end up going. It was on the air. I think it had 13 episodes, but I had a big recurring on that, like on the off season of Banshee. And it was a kind of CIA, FBI type role. And then yeah. after Banshee, Blind Spot. So I think it helped with cop shit. Well, it's because you were so amazing in that. And I think, you know, the one thing we all know about Hollywood is they like to see someone do something really well and then send them seven more scripts that are the exact same thing. You know, and it's yeah. I don't know if they like sent me seven more scripts, but it was it was nice because I think yeah, people are like, okay, cool, she can do that. Like we, you know, we have a New York recurring role called Trieste to play this FBI person. Well, and uh, you know, obviously, unlike Banshee, it's a little bit more rock and roll, and you can say fuck and shit. But yes. on a network show, it's exposition, procedural dialogue, you know, like police terms. And you're so amazing at bringing truth to those. And I still, to this day, when I, when I go in for like Jonathan Strauss or something, I struggle with like, we got an APB, on, you know, like, how are you able to bring truth to all those, you know? I like, don't know. I don't know what you're seeing, but I don't think. You're so do- good. You can't, I, I need to like make, I'm going to watch stuff with you and I'm just going to give you like live commentary. Well, okay. <laughs> my lines though, when I, what do I do? Yeah, because it's hard because you always just sound like an actor robot when you're saying them. Yeah. I think it's just, I just try to get my mouth around it and like I try to run the line so much so I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Because that's the hardest thing is when you show up with with the, that kind of like the doctor shit or the lawyer shit. It's, it's, yeah, it's, you get like tangled up really fast. To, to this not. day, 
do you do like 150 percent off book do you work with a you know you mentioned you have that wonderful guy that leads the class that you do do you do you work with a coach or do you do it yourself so um i have i think was the last time i worked with a coach i definitely had a couple auditions where i thought maybe i should call a coach and do this yeah. but you know, I think it's good because you ask questions and it maybe helps you see a side of things, but I don't totally. always agree with the coach stuff. Cause I feel like it's just, somebody's giving you another choice. Yeah. And like, what if you're, and maybe your instincts are probably the better guide. Yeah. Um, but I do like working on things and going, like, I love working in class, working on plays, um, yeah. because you get to really go deeper, which yeah. um, I think often with auditions, you're just on this like results thing. Like, how do I achieve this and results overnight, which can yeah. become not creative. And, and doing something from Banshee to blind spot was that, you know, I mean, obviously I know that shows a massive hit and a lot of Americans watch it. Was that a fun time being on? It was really fun. I really yeah. liked it. Yeah. I really liked, yeah. I'm, I'm going to miss it because that was, that was kind of consistent. I think we, I mean, I didn't, wasn't, I didn't have a huge role every season, mm. but um, it was nice to just get a call like before a season and Hey, you're going to do like a few episodes. Um, and also I know Martin, I've worked with Martin before. He's the showrunner creator and he's just so nice and incredible to work for. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was great. And it was a few blocks from my house. Oh, so, so yeah, it was, it was really fun working on that, but uh, it, another show where, yeah, there's a lot of that FBI jargon. Yeah. Um, I like though, I, it wasn't as bland though. I mean, I, I shouldn't say bland. I just mean they, there was a lot of character stuff that also, I mean, I had the thing with Sully's character. So there was more for me to do. Yeah. Like I wasn't just the like exposition, exposition, that. exposition. Yeah. yeah. That stuff is really hard. Um, Cause I've done stuff like that before we are auditioning and you're just that exposition character. And I think that's a lot harder. And then talk to me about something like push, you know, like you're, you're an amazing actress and you've had all these credits and you do this short film. Like how, how did that come your way? And that's so cool that you said yes to that. Huh? Okay. Really? Yeah. They were Another one. Oh my I, God. I Will, and now Will is making a huge movie with Claire Foy. Oh, no way. So he had, I was in, Will was directing um, music videos a lot. God, I got to go to NCSA. What the fuck? I know. Cause yeah. Cool. The film people are really, they're, you that, know. That was one of my short films. Cause I'm like a big Vimeo nerd. Sometimes I'll just go watch the staff picks. And that was one of them. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's three S. I know. Yeah. Will is amazing. And Will and Car- Carrie, his wife, Carrie Krause, they, they, they both directed that together and wrote it. And um, they have a film that they're, I don't know when, when they're making it, but Claire Foy's attached to it and they wrote it together. It's called dust. Wow. I hope I'm, I'm no. Cause there's been stuff on Hollywood reporter about it. So I'm not like, I'm allowed to talk about it, but um, yeah, I mean, it was a long road for will. I mean, he was really trying to like break out of the music video thing. Um, yeah. and I think that's part of why he made that, that short yeah. was because he wanted to do something that wasn't a music video. And, that and it was, it was a big hit. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's so talented, like super, super talented. And they're all people I went to, I shot, we did student films together. And then my roommate at the time was Zoe, the DP, who now shoots The Handmaid's Tale and has won an Emmy or got nominated for Emmys. You know, everyone. Well, (laughs) I love it. My school, like, yeah, makers and actors from my school. But eventually it's just after, you know, it was like a grind for the first 10 years. And now everybody's everybody's kind of like coming up. And because, you know, Blindspot had, you know, it was 
So, yeah. So you were doing blind spot and you were doing other indie things, you know? So talk to me. Was that, was, yeah, was, I mean, was that cool? Somebody to, calls to... me again. If somebody's making a no budget film, they just, <laughs> I'll say yes to it. I mean, I will, I'll, I say yes to anything. What, what, what makes you say yes? Is it script? Is it, is it director? Is it amalgamation of, of everything? Yeah. Like sometimes there's a really great script. Sometimes it's just, yeah, I'm not doing anything else. I'll do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'll be and, honest. It's not like they're all. No, no, I, I get it. And I, and then, you know, as you've kind of flexed up and, you know, you obviously you're with the great Ken Lee now, have you been able to kind of, I mean, obviously March kind of tore the world apart yeah. and we're in a really dark place, but, you know, have you started to get on, you know, like the public and other kind of theater, you know, New York theater workshop, like things or Broadway or any of those radars? Like, was is that on your to do, you know, I one of those I'm on their radar at all. <laughs> what? No way. You're one of the best in New York. I don't audition for it. Does Sig, does he, uh, cause maybe he should bring me in for some plays. If yeah. So much. I don't think they cast plays, but I'm going to, I'm going to okay. have to pick up a side job as casting so, director. I should no. I've actually, that that's something I'm always kind of trying to do. Like, how do I get in this world? Yeah. Especially because you have this amazing so, acting class and you, you seem like you take it so seriously and your energy, I could, I, you would radiate on the stage. I would I love to like see I would it. be good in theater. And I just think I'm not in that world. And people are like, Oh, she does network TV. Like, I don't well, know. That, I mean, I, I've struggled myself to, to break into that world because you know, speaking of like, you know, pedigree, you know, a lot of it is the Yale and the Juilliard and the, yeah. you know, the, those MFA kids, those are the people they see first. And only then, you know, unless they can't find a celebrity, do they start opening it up to, right. to equity. And, and, and even yeah. if you're not, and then if you're not equity, you have to wait in a 10 hour line for something that you probably won't even get a chance to do. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's kind of that, you can't work until you've worked conundrum yes, all over that's again. How, that's definitely, that's definitely how I feel about it is it's just been, it's like, I don't have the, I don't have those connections and the people who do my friends who do theater. I have, I mean, I have plenty of friends who just do theater and are dying to get into TV. I'm like, you know, no, and in well, New, York, yeah. New York is shooting like 40 shows. It's like, to, you know, there, I feel like there's so much television usually happening and happening in New York. Yeah. Um, that it's, I find it, I think it's easier to work in New York than LA for sure. I agree. I went, I, I moved to LA. Way. I made it six months and I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? This is a horrible idea. And I moved yeah. back. Yeah. So then as you progress and, and, and blind spot, I mean, I know we're, we're not at the greatest time in the world, you know? So what, what's, you know, the last few months, what's kept you buoyed? What have you done to, to stay busy and, I and mean, keep yourself? Volunteer work for, New Hanover Democratic Party has like kept me super busy the last. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, that's been fun. But before that, we were kind of moving around a lot. I went to Utah, then we were in the mountains in North Carolina. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I that's a. I didn't. I wasn't one of these people that took you know Zoom acting classes. Like I thought about it, but I didn't really do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What'd you say? I, I mean, have, have you done it? I probably will now because I just had a, two auditions this week and I, I had a coaching session over Zoom. That was my first time okay. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Dope sick. Hopefully if I get it, this is you know. But uh yeah, knock I'll on wood. Oh me too. <laughs> I hope, man. One of these days something's gotta break. You it know will. how it goes. Stay, yeah. I think stay in New York. I think New York is the easier place. I really do. So, so you know what you know we're in a really tough time and creatively you said, you know, blind spot ended then. I imagine you probably don't want to do a network show again. Like at this oh, point. Oh, I do. You oh, do. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer a cable. I would prefer yeah. like a really cool role in a cable show, but I, um, but no, I would, I would love to do network TV. I like the stability of network TV. I like that it turns into kind of a, like a job job. Like the hours kind of stay consistent. Yeah. That you know what your schedule is going to be like and you don't have to go to the Czech Republic for a year and yeah. then be out of work again. And then yeah, and any, yeah. any work has been, I, I've never worked on anything that I haven't had some fun, even stuff that I didn't like, like, I, Oh my God, these lines are horrible. Like you end up having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. That's Anthony and I fun. talked about this. We call it, we learned a lot from that one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it ends up yeah. Being fun. Like it work, you, you work it out. It ends up being fun. And if it's not, then I don't know. Like you have to figure out a way to make it fun. <laughs> well, I feel like I need to fucking write the play that's going to break you in. I'm going to do like a one woman, okay, one one bro show. You know, <laughs> like maybe we'll a figure, two person. Yeah, I want to do like a well, monologue for two hours. Well, that's, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, we'll talk in person, but okay, yeah, no, definitely. When I'm back yeah. in New York, we should just meet up in person. And oh, for sure, we will. But so during this time, you know, you said you mentioned you work for the Democratic Party. How have you managed to stay inspired? You know, that's something I talk to every guest about because it's hard. You know, obviously, pun intended not caving to despair and what what has kept you buoyed during this time well during this time i think my focus has been yeah like i will i would go crazy if i wasn't doing some kind of volunteer work i was so angry and it's like you can just check the news yeah. all day and get angrier and angrier and angrier yeah. and like imagine revenge scenarios in your head or you can just get really busy and get involved and like start helping in ways i mean there's so much stuff to do like and 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 we also had the ability that we could come down here and yeah new people here i mean i lived here for a long time is that um, the goal to move back there or just to be able to go back and forth we have a place here now i mean we didn't buy a place we're running a place but yeah. um, i think yeah i don't know i think i'm just gonna play it by ear it's really nice i'm really loving being here i bought a car i haven't bought a, i haven't had a car for i mean probably since i went to college in north um, carolina prius i have a mitsubishi Mirage. <laughs> oh it's a I'm, stick shift <laughs> oh, do you like that? I mean, it's not ideal. Yeah, why stick? It was cheap. Yeah, I guess they are cheaper now. They're trying to stop making them. They're definitely cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Definitely you probably cheaper. can't. Well, at least you can't text and drive. You cannot drink yeah. and drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do anything and drive. You yeah, you really can't. You really can't. And how is it going in, in the Democratic thing? And, and it's, it's you great. know, say, it's super fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That's yeah, so wonderful. Fun. There's so much energy and it's interesting being in a swing state. And it really, especially this County is very just crazily enthusiastic on both sides. So you meet people who are just, I mean, they've got like Biden flags on their trucks and then you oh, see wow. Trump shit on their boats and, 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 and your neighbors are Trump supporters. You have to like coexist with people whose political beliefs you've, you know, would disparage on social media. Yeah. Um, but you can't, it's the, the nice thing is in person, you can't really do that. It's, you have to, you know, you have to like people and, and, yeah. and not like argue all the time. So and in, be civil, literally, you know? Yeah. 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 And, it, and, and it's interesting. There isn't a lot of drama, like that you have these, like d- the Biden tents and the um, Trump tents right next to each other. And they're like greeter tents before people go into the polls and they're handing out sample ballots and stuff. And we kind of, I kind of thought, God, this is like going to be really contentious. Yeah. There's going to be like proud yeah. boys there. Uh, no, yeah. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe occasional little like obnoxious things here and there, but I think people in this state, especially this 
particular county, like they're used to living next to each other. And and you're in a place like Brooklyn, you would never meet somebody who had like a Trump sign on their window. No, you know, as I mentioned, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. And in July, I finally went home for the first time since the pandemic to see the statues be taken down on, on Monument Avenue, all the oh, Robert, e, Robert E. Lee is still up, but you know, Stonewall Jackson and all the other really, really racist ones are all gone. The only one that's left is Robert E. Lee. And it's turned into this massive, beautiful black lives matter. Have you been to Berlin? It kind of reminds me of the, the Berlin wall, you know, how there's like spray paint everywhere. And it's like oh, wow. this really been. fraught, intense reminder. I mean, I, if, if you and your boyfriend have a second to go up there, I, yeah, I highly recommend seeing it and experiencing that before it, it it probably gets taken down. But that's amazing that you're able to contribute. I have so much like appreciation for that because I'm I'm too lazy. I, I really should no, do it. Not. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It, it didn't. No, definitely not. We we've just been nomadic all year, and I don't have a job or kids right now, so I figured. And I just have a lot of anger. So <laughs> yeah, like, me too. Yeah, just being pissed off all day. Yeah, I think that talking to you know wonderful people like yourself keeps me buoyed and it allows me to. Yeah. So then you know what what advice would you have for those listening that are you know the young Trieste maybe that didn't get into North Carolina in their first couple of tries and are here in New York working that catering job you know I know that's a really loaded question but you know any any words of wisdom or advice you would have for them just I think what you were saying uh like staying inspired seeing theater I mean yeah. you can't do that now so that's always how that's always been my general rule in New York when I've gotten really really tired of being an actor and it's part of why I moved back to New York after I was in LA for a year is I, I just needed to see theater, even though I'm yeah. not doing it, it was great to see it and just know that it exists and that people are doing that kind of work and having ideas and, you know, talking about things um, with more nuance and depth than you would get in a, in, in, in a lot of TV shows. Yeah. And I thought that's always kept me going. And then the classes, I feel like if you're in a good class, like that really keeps you like work begets work. Yeah. I got to join your class. I left my yes, shitty one. I'm coming. Yeah. A lot like people take it and kind of, yeah, we have a lot of people that just consistently take it because it is, it's really, it's good. It's like, it just keeps you grounded. Well, and I think, you know, the thing that, you know, actors, a lot of cocky actors, at least n- none that have been on the show, you know, they settle and they get really comfortable. You know what I mean? It's like, we can always be better and we can always be refreshing and by engaging with, you know, in a scene that maybe you're not right for. Like I did this thing with Kathleen Turner and she was like, I want you guys to choose things that you're not right for. And I did Romeo cause I would never play Romeo. You know what I mean? And wow, yeah. it's, it's just interesting doing that because that that's how you become better. You yeah. know what I mean? And then yeah. I, after that I auditioned and I started getting, you know, better and better things. And I think that's why you're such an amazing actress is because you're so you're constantly immersed in it, Trieste. And oh, that's, that's so beautiful. And that inspires me so much. You're so and sweet. It, I hope we can work together sometime. Oh, we're, I'm going to write your play and I'm going to win you the Tony or, and yeah. I'll, I'll write a small role for myself, <laughs> you know, selfishly just, but it'll be about you. <laughs> I hope not, but no. It'll be um, about like, Ryan and Trance trying to break into Broadway, and then we write a play. It'll be yeah. very meta, and the final scene will be us in the audience reflecting or at on least the play. In our class. We yeah. can write that play in our in our acting class too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll transcribe this podcast into a scene. <laughs> oh God. Well, I have so much love for you, and it, it's. It's it's been amazing talking to you, and I know it's. I'm so happy to meet you. I can't wait yeah. to meet you in person. And thank yeah. you. I really feel touched, and I really appreciate your just. You're so uh, and 
your kind words. You're really sweet. <laughs> and, and what's the best way for people to to stay in touch with all the wonderful things that you're doing? You have an Instagram. Yes, definitely. Like yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, I think Instagram's great. If they, yeah, I mean Instagram. <laughs> all right, awesome. It'll <laughs> it'll it'll be. If anybody, wants, if anybody wants to get involved, though, they should. They can DM me on either Twitter or Instagram. Like I check everything and. If anybody wants to get involved or if they're in North Carolina, like d- definitely come out and, you know, volunteer with me. And this is going to be live today is 1029. So for all those listening, you have four days to message Trias right here okay. in yeah. the link. So please reach out to her if you want to get yes. involved in North Carolina. Message me. And or just message me if you want to talk. I probably won't respond, but no. Or if you want to write her a play. <laughs> yes. Or if you're if you're involved in theater, call me, please. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Love you, Tris. Love you too. Thank you. So nice to meet you. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.